This is a Lawful Stupid RPG production. Hail and well met, and welcome to Echoes of Kryn, Dragons of the Hidden Flood, a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast set in the world of Dragonlance and presented by Lawful Stupid RPG. Thank you for joining us. If you're a fan of what we do and would like to buy us a cup of coffee to show your appreciation, we would love to take you up on it. Visit www.ko-fi.com slash lawfulstupidrpg to show your support. Lawful Stupid is grateful to have the support of Kraken Dice. Visit their online store and check out their latest premium dice sets at www.krakendice.com. Using the code LAWFULSTUPIDRPG, all one word, at checkout will give you 15% off your entire purchase. And now, it is time for our players to present themselves. Hello, I am Jade, and I am the founder of Lawful Stupid RPG, and I am playing Farin, the dwarven cleric of Shidarai. Hi, I'm Cirque Panda. I'm a Twitch streamer, and I play Tiwi Tumblewood, the Kender Bard. Hi, friends. My name is Samus. I am an opera singer, and I play Onweir, the human rogue and fallen solemnic knight. Hi, I'm Chael. I'm not an opera singer. I'm a D&D super nerd, and I play Blip, the gully dwarf barbarian, Habop. Hello, I'm Chops. I am a paranormal investigator. And today I'm playing Lassa, the half-elven wizard. Hiya, I'm Lindsay Rousseau, and I am a voiceover actor, host, and D&D Twitch streamer. And I am playing Monto Bubalina, the human fighter who resides in Urgoth. And I'm Medium. I'm here to guide and to follow. Now, I invite you to step with us into fantasy. And for our time together... Let imagination rule. Last time, having taken a moment to explore their immediate surroundings, the adventurers followed Tilly through a narrow opening in the wall of the pit into which they had fallen. Once through, they discovered a staircase leading to a large cavern containing centuries-old ruins. Manto's knowledge of the history of Gwynedd led her to conclude that these were the remains of the Tuscanville Conservatory, a center of art and music which had been destroyed during the Cataclysm. While I did not spend all that much time in school growing up, I did love to hear the stories of life in Gwynedd before the Cataclysm, and I will, of course, relay this to my counterparts. There is a little bit of stunned silence, especially from Jarvan and Tulian, as they look, and Jarvan points and says, oh, look, you could see it must have stood there where the wall has collapsed. It looks like this entire part just sank away, leaving the theater on the surface before being buried. There must be incredible secrets to find out here. Yes. At that, Tulian clears his throat. We should focus on finding safety, your highness, and then making a proper investigation with the equipment that will keep everyone safe. But if the pig made it through here, then it must be safe somewhere. Just shows nothing was hungry, that's it. Or it didn't catch it. We could ask the pig. Ask the gully dwarf to ask the pig if it knows of anything that was seen down here. I, 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 
Farron, I, I, I don't think the pig can talk. <laughs> don't you think I know that? I'm about to beat his ass. <laughs> I take some steps forward in awe of the building around me, recalling the tales that I've heard as a kid from my relatives about this place. Long, long passed on tales. Bronchala is, of course, a beloved god of the Kender, and you had heard stories of an area where he was worshipped, where Kender and humans and all manner of different races made art together, but more legends than stories or history. I begin to look around and see if I'm able to find any kind of relics, any kind of thing of interest, most likely something shiny or colorful. Just a quick question. It was Branchala, and who was the other statue of? Syrian. Syrian. Ah, Kenda didn't care about Syrian that much. An important god for dwarves. And in point of fact, the part of the ocean that is right outside the Bay of Gwynedd is the Syrian Sea. Mm. But, Tilly, please go ahead and roll your investigation check. It is 18. 18. In the rubble and dirt of this large cave-in that takes up the majority of the middle of this room, you can see bones, skeletons. Also see one that seems to have been crushed by falling rocks over by a long dead fountain to your left. How old do these bodies look to me? The skeletons that are in and amongst the rubble, they are just bones. You don't see remnants of anything, so very, very old. The skeleton that is crushed by rubble is interesting insofar as it appears to have been covered by a rotted and very dusty piece of cloth, and the hands have been folded on their chest in repose. Hmm. Um... Hey guys. Yeah. Yes. The uh. Love your broken girl. You, you're you're smart. Come over here. Yes. So, uh, what have you found? Um, this guy. Oh. How strange. Yeah. Somebody took time. Um, I, I suppose I'd like to make an investigation. You make investigation, absolutely. Do you think he died like that? I... I can't imagine him dying like that. He... he if something heavy fell on me, I, I... I don't think I would have had the fortitude to put my hands gently on top of my chest. Yeah, but then someone would have had to have moved him, and if it wasn't, like, instant, then, like, the stiffness would have set in, and then it would have been really hard to move him, so it must have been pretty quick. Or, since he's, you know, rotted away, then afterwards he put a cross on it. But then why would someone put a blanket on a dead person? They can't get cold, can they? Uh, no, I, I... Well, yes, they, the corpse can cool, but uh, no, not in the sense of warming in that. That's uh, a 21 on the investigation. The 21 on the investigation... <laughs> you look down at this uh, this body, looking at it, with it being just bone and rotted cloth. And it's rotted to the point where it's, it's essentially just dust. You touch it and bits and pieces of it just fall apart. The bones are hundreds of years old. That much is clear just by looking at them. 
The cause of death was certainly the falling of the rocks. The entire pelvic area and lower is just crushed. You look down at the rock and see that it's far too heavy for any one person to have moved, so no one would have been able to remove the body while it was still mostly flesh. Best you can tell, somebody survived where this person did not and was present to place their arms in a position of repose and give them some dignity in death. Uh, either somebody survived whatever happened here and took the time or somebody came upon him afterwards, but no, there would have been no moving this. Oh, I can't tell if they were anyone significant. There's really nothing to go on anymore. And if I move it anymore, I, well, it just fall to dust. You, you didn't touch it, did you? Well, I, I had to move some of the sheets. It, to see it crumbles. If you touch the bones of a corpse and they turn to dust, you're cursed. Uh. Well, the good thing is, I am a wizard, and and. Uh, I will simply remove the curse from myself and everything will be just fine. Tilly crosses her arms. Uh, what? What? I, I'm just telling you the honest truth of it. But, but look, look, I, I have to ask, have you seen any um, etchings, anything written in this area at all? You tend to uh, skitter about and see these types of things. I have a, a parchment and, and some and charcoal, and we could take impressions of it, and, and then uh, we would be able to share with other people this information. And think about it, the opportunity, the history here. We are standing where people have not been since before the cataclysm. Can you imagine? Lassa? Yes? You're about as interesting as this bag of bones. Well, that's good. He's, he's rather fascinating. I mean, who, who knows? Well, she or he, I guess I haven't checked. In point of fact, with your investigation check, I will say that looking around from the point where you are right now, Tealy, you could see that there is some writing over the doorway that is immediately to your left. It is a form of solemnic, you think, but it is close enough to common that you think you can read it. It says, as best you can tell, hall of papers, hall of books, something like that. How intelligent are you when it comes to written languages, do you think? I think she's pretty good. She would be reading, you know, stories, tales, those sorts of things. Make an intelligence check then for me. Oh, that's not very good, is it? <laughs> oh, oh, that's not bad. Um, just flat into this, uh, 18. Hall of Parchment. As I groan, rolling my head to the side. Ugh. Well, if you look over there, I gesture at the sign. It says Hall of Parchment. That sounds like something you'd be interested in. Yes, yes it does. Uh, but um, <clears throat> perhaps we should uh, speak 
to the prince because uh, we do uh, not want to stay here overly long. But, but then again, uh, perhaps passing through the, the hall of scrolls and papers would be uh, not a unwise deviation. Who knows who could come here after we leave before uh, any investigation could be done. Think about the loss of precious information. That is very true, Lassa. Do you think we're going to get kicked out of here soon? We may. If, um, if several papers were to find their way upon your person, as I know is common amongst your people, I would, um, trade with you. What? Well, I've heard rumors, of course, that, that, um, sometimes your people find things. Yes. So if you found some of these papers, I would be quite interested. Okay. Right. Um. I, is this, is that wrong? No, we, we're very good at finding things, just like how I found that sign. That's exactly what I mean. You, you could find something tremendously interesting and useful. That is so true. I bet it'd be easily ten times uh, more fascinating than uh, the, 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 the bones. And do you know what would be ten times more fascinating than parchment? A book. Anything else. And I run away from this fountain and attempt to go around the other side in the hopes of finding anything else. All right, Manto, or anyone else for that matter, while this conversation is happening, is there anything anybody else wishes to do back at the top of the steps? I would have been, since I am, you know, obviously remembering the lore of old, I would have just been walking around looking at everything, but also keeping an ear open if it sounds like there's anything coming from different directions or anything like that. All right, make a perception check. Perception. I can do that. 16. Staying, I assume, within the Nimbus of Light. Yes, I do not have dark vision. As you step around, you begin to hear a very faint, sibilant sound. At first you think, oh, that's just a breeze or a wind. But then you look around and realize that there wouldn't be any wind down here. Sound starts as a whisper. Fades. It was so faint and so fast that you think you might have imagined it. Where does it sound like it came from? From within the Hall of Parchment. Additionally, I will say that with that roll, that while you were over by the staircase, the smell of gullied wharf is strong. And the smell of rotten fruit, which seems to be the hallmark of these blue-capped mushrooms, is also strong. But you were able to detect a floral scent not one that you had smelled before, but also one that it seems decidedly out of place. Lasta, you seem wise in the ways of the ancient times and, well, the world of magic is beyond me, but something is not right here. I am hearing a sound coming from down this hallway and up those stairs, 
And if you smell, the scent of, of flowers almost is in the air, which should not be here. Mm, yes, that uh, does seem a bit hot, but, but, but then again, uh, we are disturbing a chamber that uh, has, hasn't seen people for, for who knows how long. There, there is now a gaping hole. It, it, it is not possible that um, by these actions something has uh, started to be stirred up. Is it something we need to probably worry about? Uh, well, uh, given our current circumstance, I would be worried uh, about uh, most things, yes. Uh, however, um, and I'll take a deep breath and see if I recognize anything about the this floral scent. I'll make a perception check. Mm, that is... 16. You listen very, very carefully, and you smell the air. You think that Manto might be right about the smell of the flowers, but you don't hear anything except a grunting pig. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, wow, that pig. Um. <laughs> and, and a burping gully dwarf, too, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Holding that one back. I'm just like, don't lose it, don't lose it, don't lose it. <laughs> As this uh, belch goes out, I grab a hold of my nose. Well, the um, smell of flowers is certainly odd. Could be any number of things, but as for the sounds, if you can hear anything over the squealing of that pig and the, the dwarf, I... Way to put me off my snack. <laughs> Which way, Piggy? Which way's out, Piggy? What? I just glance over. Uh, my friends, I... Something is telling me we need to go... down this path that Tilly says is the Hall of Parchment. Yes, I, I think you are right. Is that the way out? Your guess is as good as anyone's. I do not know that, but it is something. Something is stirring down there. Why would we want to go down there if something's stirring? Well, because if, if something is stirring down there, that would mean that um, the assassins are not there, likely. And uh, I feel if we start moving now, uh, it's less likely they will follow behind us. And, and, and besides that, um, uh, my lord, we cannot pass an opportunity like this. I don't seek to tell you what you must do, but I encourage you, consider, as we pass through an area like this, these histories, is there no chance that some of them will be lost by the shifting of the rubble? We should try to save what we can as we pass through. You know, he's right, but who wants to save books? Let's go the other way. There could be cooler stuff. Tilly, if you silence yourself, you might hear the sound that I heard. It would be most intriguing to you. It was almost like a whisper. Perhaps ghosts? Oh, I've heard of those. This piques my interest. 
I break into an involuntary smile hearing your subtle manipulation <laughs> and redirection of Tilly's focus despite myself. Tully and Haxos listens to all of this and has his arms folded and looks at you, Lassa, and says, Well, I'm not a fool. I can tell that this is an important discovery, but my responsibility is to the prince, as it should be for you all. We need to get to safety. We need to find a place where there is protection and food and water and not be in a ruin. Yes, and and I fully agree. I, I don't mean to say that those are not our priorities. I mean to say that if things can be saved and preserved as we move him to safety, that would be ideal. There are supplies here. We do have food. Water we will have to find. And we don't know which way is out. Perhaps this way is. We are just guessing. Well, Manto's got a point. And if there are ghosts here, surely they'd be trying to help us leave by going, This way! Come on! This way's out! Like that. There's no such thing as ghosts, Kender, Jarvin says. A smirk. A smirk appears on my face, too, as I plot. <laughs> Let me see if I can find these trotters again. I will look for the pig's tracks again. Survival check, please. Keep rolling 15, that's 30, 20 again. <laughs> Looking around the disturbance of the dust, you can see that the area that you are in now is devoid of pig tracks. The other side has many, many tracks, most of them small and rodent-like. But with a dirty 20, you were able to detect that, indeed, the pig seems to have gone up the right side of this courtyard, not the left. There you go. The trotters will never lie. Tracks go that way, not this way. It's up to you, young lord. Well, Tulian looks down at him, says, my lord, we must get you to safety. Does anybody wish to try to convince Jarvan otherwise? My lord, we will get you to safety. Absolutely. There's nothing that you need fear in these ruins. But imagine returning to the top. A champion, a legend, having brought back artifacts that people have not seen since before the cataclysm. Why you would be heralded as nothing short of a paragon amongst your people. And if we abandon this place before we have searched it, I, I fear, my lord, that the history of your people, of your noble lineage, could be buried and lost. Make a persuasion check. Ooh, it's going to be a tight one. Can I give him advantage by yelling, Don't be a coward! <laughs> yes! Uh, we've only got a 14, though. 14? Did you roll with advantage? Yep, I rolled the second one, came up even lower. All right, so Jarvan looks, Torn looks at Tulian and... <sighs> oh, my father will be worried. We should follow the tracks. 
I will put my hand on Lhasa's shoulder. If we are meant to return, we will. Of course you are right, but... This is an unwarranted opportunity. I... Lhasa, if we are meant to return, we will. As you try to get my attention, I, I, I'm too focused on the doorway. I refuse to look away. Just... But think, think at what could be there. They, they may have secrets that could set things right. Lhasa, there are secrets everywhere. The only way to uncover them is to survive. Yes, but here they are in front of us. We have the opportunity. It's in front of our hands. Do you know how often I have dreamed of reading? these types of things. I wasn't given the opportunity. Lhasa, remember your master. Before that kerfuffle in the theater, your master said, you must protect the prince. Of course. If you believe in your master's words, we should follow them. I promise there will be secrets aplenty for you in the future. Why? Why is duty always this difficult? I listen. I do as I'm told. And the one time that I want something. But you're right. And I shouldn't... shouldn't act this way in front of others. You speak with passion, Lhasa. You never have to apologize for that. But, focus is important. There will be time. Yes, I know. He's power-hungry like all wizards. You're probably right. As if appearing out of nowhere, I look up at Lhasa. Hey, buddy. Do you run fast? My face is uh, very red with the humiliation of being called power-hungry and acting as though I was a child. At least that's the way he's interpreting all of this. I, running? I... No more so than, than... Why? I could cause a distraction. And who knows, maybe you could run in and read some things. <laughs> Everybody hears you say this, right? <laughs> like, you know, this. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sit next to the pig. You can come up with whatever distraction you like. I, th I think I start to see <laughs> some of the rumors that surround your people. <laughs> yes, they say we're great and joyful and kind and sweet. Yes. And we understand, and I do. That's why I could distract, and you could read. No, no, you're you're attempting to break my focus. I have a duty to attend. Your lord, you are absolutely right. We will follow the footprints, as is your wisdom. So, as you sit down next to dinner, Farron, on the other side of dinner is Blip, and the scent is strong. 
You should have bought me dinner before you kissed me. <laughs> dinner looks at you, and then looks at Blip, and then looks at you, slowly looks at Blip, and then takes one step closer to Blip, and looks over at you, distrustingly. So, how did you get dinner? Dinner mine. I look over him. Well, yes, I know that. Oh, God, yes. How did you get dinner? I look at him suspiciously. Dinner mine. I point to dinner and then to myself. I believe the question is, how did dinner become your friend? Thank you, Anwe. I look sort of confused. I'll reach up and scratch my head and a few flakes of skin fall to the ground. Lovely. Din- din- dinner mine. He, he, he give me. Someone gave dinner to you. I nod up and down vigorously. I think that's the best you're going to get, Farron. What, what that over there? I look to what she's pointing at. Towards the direction of where everyone was gathering around, like the bones. It's a dead body, long deceased. I shuffle over towards it. Really, I, we must be on our way. I will gently usher Blip away from the body and towards the tracks, gently. As he tries to shoo me away, I quickly dash my hand to where the dead body is and yank it back out, and I'm holding a bone. You are. You are holding a rib bone. It is very brittle, and as you hold it tightly in your hand, you feel it begin to crack, and bits and pieces begin to flake off of it. I grab the flakes, and I'll hold it in both my hands and bring it up to my nose and just sort of smell it. <laughs> um, it smells like dust. Dirt. There's no scent of anything that you can recognize other than just being just the smell of dank, not even dank, just dry dust. I study it quizzically, and the the bone that hasn't shattered and gone into complete dust, I stare at it in my hand for a moment and roll it back and forth and hold it in between my fingers and then just eat it. (laughs) Okay. It is not particularly tasty. <laughs> Seeing her begin to pick up the bone, Tilly begins the, oh, no, the cur... Watching her eat it, just shakes her head and gives up. I will start moving towards the direction of the tracks with the prince in an effort to encourage everyone forward. Me too, no, no. Come on, dinner, and I slap the pig on the ass. <laughs> I hope he kicks you. Dinner stops and looks at you. Then you see his ears go down, his eyes narrow. Flip, you can hear it in Dinner low. I start licking my lips and I carry on walking. I turn around and watch the spectacle to see if anything happens, giggling to myself. Anwir, as you go across to the right, along with Jarvan and Tullian... You come to another long, stilled fountain. No bodies around this one. As you reach that point, you come aware of a delicious smell. What do you think Anwir's most precious memory of a smell would be? 
Hmm. I would have to say I would remember the smell of a freshly opened bottle of wine shared with somebody I cared about very deeply. The smell as you come around the corner is distinctly of that, and that memory flashes vibrantly in your head for a brief moment as scent passes through your nostrils. Tulian and Jarvan both stop and look confused for a moment. Did you... did you smell that? Yes, it smells delicious. I'm starving. Is that food? Both of them are looking to the door to the right, which is situated identical to the other side of the courtyard from the one that was called the Hall of Parchment. I smelled wine. Oh, no, no, it wasn't wine. It was, was baked, fresh bread. It was flowers. The rest of you begin to catch up here. You begin to smell these things as well. What is Manto's most treasured scent memory? The scent of freshly oiled leather. I never knew my mother, but that's all I know of her because that's what was left in the house. So as you are coming around this corner, the scent of flowers gets stronger in your nostrils, Manto, as you reach the fountain and it suddenly changes to one of freshly oiled leather. Interesting. Farron, reaching the fountain, you begin to barely detect the same scent that you had heard Manto mentioning, flowers, but then it disappears. What takes its place? That smells like orange mountain duck from the firecrab hills. Lhasa, what do you smell? Oh, it's delicate scent. Fresh linens, flowers, a perfume, more importantly, a person. And as I take in a deep breath, I say, Nifermir. I begin to search my mind for a magical source to something like this. This can't be right. This shouldn't be. Make an arcana check while you're thinking about that. Tealy, treasured memory, one that is evoked by scent. Probably the smell of a freshly roasted goat sucker on visiting day. All right. The scent of flowers barely touches your nostrils as you don't quite have a high enough passive perception to detect it. But just as you think, well, that smells like flowers, and you take a deep inhalation, you realize it's roasted goat sucker, fresh out of the roasting pan. Blip, what do you smell? As the smell hits me, I take in a deep breath. I shake my head, and I take another deep breath in. And it's my favorite scent of dinner after he's rolled in some wet mud in the hot sun. As he runs around and shakes it loose, those splatters of mud just smell so delicious. And there's a hint, a small hint of Manto's leather oil. And I just grin. Very nice. All of you experience these scents as you reach this fountain. 
I do have a dirty 20 on the Arcana. Dirty 20. A scent that is so specific to your memory and so out of place here. This is some sort of enticement. Looking around, you can see that all of the humanoids seem to be inhaling and enjoying the scent of this, grinning and marveling. Your eyes fall to dinner, who doesn't seem to be affected. If there was really a delicious smell here, surely the pig would be going for it. My lord, we must move past this place quickly. I believe something is trying to compel us. Just look at the pig. If there was truly something here worthwhile, would it not have pursued it? Well, I'm so hungry, though. There, It smells like... Well, the pig's been far too much time with the gully dwarf. That's probably why it can't smell nothing. Aren't we following its tracks anyways? So it's been here before. I must agree with Lhasa. If we all smell something different, that indicates it's not real. The tracks that you are tracking, Farron, clearly do not go where the scent seems to be coming from, which would be the opening into the cavern that is, as I mentioned, on the right side of this large expanse. The tracks go that way, I point to the right. So where you're standing at the fountain, directly to your right, there is an opening of a building that has been completely encased in stone and rubble. You can see laid out identically to the other side of this courtyard, a staircase leading up to another door that is another building that has been covered in stone. So getting a picture of this entire area, this large cavern seems to have perhaps at one point been a courtyard. The middle of it is completely destroyed with a rock slide that has come down and almost cut the courtyard in two. On the left side, there is a door that goes into the cavern, into a building that is buried in the cavern. And then there is a staircase that leads to another building. That is the exact same thing that you find on the right. You're currently at the fountain. There is an opening on the right that goes into a building that is buried. Then a staircase directly ahead of you that goes into another one. We follow the tracks. Okay. All right. The tracks clearly go past the entrance to the building on the right and up the stairs, the building in front of you. Neat little tracks in the dust. As I walk past the building to the right, am I able to peek in through the area to see what it potentially says above the door and what's inside as I walk by? Absolutely, make a perception check. The door is ajar and warped and long rotted made of wood that at one point was secure, but is now barely standing. As a 14 for perception. 14 for perception. As you're looking around, you look at the top of this door in the same area that you saw the Hall of Parchment written, and you see in the same language written, the Hall of Figure. Hmm. Oh, I want to go in so bad. It's uh, really a shame that we're not going into the Hall of Figure. And my eyes dart around. The scent of the roasted goat sucker wafts over you. Oh, I, I would agree, but uh, this hall of figure sounds at least uh, ten times less interesting than the bag of bones. I give Lasser a big grin <laughs> and a small chuckle. <laughs> Fair enough, Lasser. 
yes, but maybe someday we'll both come back. Yes, I would very much like that. That would be great. Onward with the tracks, then. I head towards the stairs. You continue to follow the tracks. They lead to the staircase leading up to a large door that, much like the one that you just passed, was clearly an impressive portal at some point, but age has warped the wood, caused it to bend and shift, leaving an opening. An opening that is just large enough for a pig to get through. However, on the other side of it, as you peek inside, you can see that there is a bit of a barricade that has been put up. Furniture, rotted chaises and a chest and boards, a large pile of debris has been put in front of this door. Not impassable, but had the door been intact, it would have made it very difficult to get through. Did you say a chest? I did. A, a treasure chest, not a chest of drawers. It could hold treasure. <laughs> I'm not going to call it a treasure chest. But a chest, as opposed to a drawer. It could hold treasure. It could also hold drawers. Death. Yes. yes. It's a mimic. Uh, the curiosity will get the best of me, and I will open the chest. So picture this door that is open just wide enough for a pig to get through. Clearly the pig was able to climb over and under this barricade to get through. The barricade does still remain. In order to get to the chest, you're going to have to get through it somehow. Get through the barricade? Yes. Is the barricade looking like the only way through? It is in front of the door. Looking around, you don't see any windows. In order to move forward, I will look to Theron and Manto to help move some of the debris. And when the chest becomes dislodged, I will open it. Can you can you hear anything behind there first before we move it? I'll take a listen. Make a perception check. I will aid if I can. <laughs> uh 20 or 21, depending on whether you grant advantage. Yes, a 21. As you listen, you don't hear anything. Is silent as a tomb. And for those people moving the barricade, I will need strength checks. I look back at Blip. Blip, you would be very useful here. Come, come. Because I know that while I am very, very astute and nimble with a sword... Blip is usually far superior when it comes to moving big, heavy things. Both of your skills will be useful. Great. Because this barricade goes nearly all the way to the ceiling, removing it in such a way that it doesn't just collapse, falling on whoever is trying to move it, will take as much skill with dexterity as it will with strength. We will all help. The pig-sized hole... Would a kender fit through a pig-sized hole? Absolutely. <laughs> How often do you get to ask that question? I'm just crawl through it. <laughs> so I did call for a strength check, so it depends on how you want to do this. I can allow e one of you to aid the other, or one of you can roll a dexterity check, one of you can roll a strength check, one of you can roll a intelligence check, looking to see 
where there could potentially be pieces. It's kind of like a Jenga puzzle. As you remove the various pieces, it's going to be a combination of, are you strong enough to move the piece? And were you wise enough to move the piece that you should have? And if you weren't, are you quick enough to get out of the way? These are the three skills involved in this. So am I just doing decks or am I doing like acrobatics? So just decks? Acrobatics is not really going to fit into this. And it's not really a saving throw either. Yeah, so uh, that's fine. That's fine. I was just wondering what my modifier was. Uh, okay, so that's going to be a dirty 20, though. A dirty 20. So you look in and you grab a hold of a piece of this barrier that is not particularly heavy looking, but looks like it might be a it might be load bearing, perhaps. And you give it a yank. And sure enough, things begin to topple down and you are able to hop out of the way without anything crushing you. That's one success. Oh, 14 plus three. I rolled a 17 total. All right. As you look at what is remaining, you can see well, that's one area where you should definitely not remove this barrel. That will cause a large portion of the barricade to fall down and perhaps become even more impassable. To the right, there is a what might have at one point been a cot that is wedged very strongly into the barricade, but if it can be removed, will open up a spot that will be useful. So that is another success. Now we just need a strength success. It was a six. <laughs> okay. So Blip, you go up and grab a hold of the cot that Farron points out and pull and pull. It's not going anywhere. And you watch as dinner trots forward and goes through the hole that he went through before and goes out of view. D dinner! Wait! Wait, no! I immediately follow after dinner and attempt to squeeze through the hole. Dinner and Blip enter into this structure. I'll follow in. <laughs> All right. Tealy also enters through the small... Leaving the rest of us behind. <laughs> leaving the rest of you behind. Has the chest been dislodged at least? It has. The chest is one of the things that fell down and Manto was able to hop out of the way for. I don't have my thieves tools with me because they are back in the room, but is there anything that I can do to check for traps without them? You could certainly make an investigation check. That is all you need to check for traps. Dismantling a trap, that's what you need thieves tools for. Fair enough. I will investigate the chest if I may. You may. With a whopping nine doesn't appear to be trapped. I will open it. Inside is a huge, rotting piece of canvas. It has numerous stains and drips of something multicolored all over it. As you pull it out, it has dust all over it and bits and pieces of it crack and tear as you try to spread it out to see what this could be. It is an ancient drop cloth. No writing on it of any kind, though. None. Okay. Anything else in the chest? Nothing else in the chest, Anwir. Okay, thank you. Once on the other side, are we able to open the doors inwards, which would then allow the barricade to be just kind of pushed over? So the doors do open inward, but you have managed to bypass the barricade and come to the inside of it. You see a hallway going to the left and to the right. Both ends of it seem to be completely crushed by the rock and debris that surround this building. But there is a large door directly in front of you. And above it, the words, 
the Hall of Canvas. Okay, so in my perspective, it doesn't open inwards. It is meant to open outwards, which is barricaded. From where you currently are, it would open towards you. So now you are on the inside of the building, on the other side of the barricade. At this point, the door is essentially not a problem because the door was was open to begin with. They, you were able to get past the door without any trouble. The thing that is preventing people from coming in is the barricade, which at one point prevented the door from being opened. But the door is not an issue anymore as it is so old it is just hanging in its frame. I just yell through the gap. Um, there's a... Uh... Three places to go down here, two of which are blocked off, and the only other place is the Hall of Canvases. I don't think this is an exit, guys. But must be the pink one this way. Yes, do you see the footprints? Dinner comes walking forward and nudges the door with his snout, and you can see footprints, very muddy footprints, actually, and this is the first mud you have seen the footprints on the outside have all been in dust. Here, they are actually muddy. He walks forward and nudges the door, and you can see that it moves very easily on its hinges. I try to dislodge another piece so we can get through. Tulian Haxos comes forward and cracks his neck and reaches up, grabs hold of a piece of the debris and says, I could use a hand. Sure, I'll help him. He pulls and yanks and a large piece of the barricade comes free, crashing to the ground and the way is opened. You're able to move through. Let's go. Yes. I lead on. You all step in and you see this tall door that is still on its hinges. It is made of bronze or copper, but it's faded with a green patina with the age. You could see that just by pushing on it, it swings easily. There's a little bit of a squeaking sound as Dinner pushes his snout against it. And you can see the muddy tracks leading into it. I'll follow him. Sorry, Lassa. I tried to make them go back the other way. No, no, this is probably for the best. We have to get him out of here. It's my duty. You open the door and one by one enter into a very large oblong room. Holding your torches aloft, you light it and you can see very clearly all of its features. In one corner of the room stands a pile of dust-covered furniture. Tables, chairs, benches, Looks like it was gathered to be part of the barricade, perhaps, but then not necessary or too heavy to move or couldn't fit through the door. Difficult to say. At any rate, the rest of the room is completely bare and the space reveals a stunning work of art. It's been painted directly onto the floor, which appears to be made of marble. It takes up every available square foot as far as you can see, and portrays in vivid lifelike detail a coastal city in the midst of destruction by a horrendous tidal wave. Water is blasting up from the ocean and curls into a looming crest that hovers just at the point of falling. 
Judging by the state that the city is in, this is not the first wave to arrive. A yawning crevice has split the city in two, and torrents of water are pouring into it from all sides, carrying down buildings, livestock, and screaming people. The sky above the city glows red, as if dawn is near, but there is no sun on the horizon. At the furthest point away from the viewer stands a square building, topped by a tetrahedral roof and a long spire which points at the heavens, almost accusing. In the foreground of this massive painting huddle horrified survivors of this event. They gather in small groups, gazing down at the destruction from what seems to be a safe distance, some covering their faces, some staring with disbelief as tears stream down. At the furthest corner of this room from where you currently stand, the floor is bare, the image around it blurred and indistinct, the painting obviously incomplete. In that same corner, a single skeleton lies crumpled against the wall. Next to it, you can see a passageway. It's choked with rubble, but you can just make out a set of stone stairs leading upward and a set of muddy porcine hoof marks lead from those stairs past the skeleton directly across the middle of this painting, out the doorway where you now stand, and descend out into the courtyard behind you. As you open the door and gaze on this picture, there is a sibilant moan. Hello? That is the sound I thought I heard before. I am not crazy. I am noping out of here. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And that will be where we end our session for tonight. Hi, BDM here, Mr. Eager DM. On behalf of the cast and production crew, thank you. Thank you so much for the incredible support you've shown our little podcast. 10,000 downloads and still going strong. There's plenty more story to come, and we're excited for the opportunity to bring it to you. We hope it's obvious how much fun we're having making this, and your positive feedback is icing on the cake. If you've been enjoying our podcast and you'd like to buy the cast and crew a cup of coffee to show your appreciation, we'd love to take you up on it. Head on over to coffee.com. That's www.ko-fi.com slash lawfulstupidrpg to show your support. Thanks again, and until next time, as Sularis Uthbithas, farewell. This has been a Lawful Stupid RPG production.